live with another episode of Sawdust Talk. Is that the same energy that I always have? I don't know, but we're going to try it again, and uh, we'll see if we can't get everybody in here this time. hey yo. Hope you guys are having a... Let's see here. Oh. Got you guys. Boom. Hmm? We'll see if anybody joins, uh, maybe, sort of, does my, uh, TJ, you're back. Hey, uh, don't mind me, I'm just over here polishing my wood, so here's the backside of it. Ooh, she purdy. I love the shape of that, man. She that, looks, that looks really cool. Uh -huh. Brayden, are you going to join? Can I get you to join? Hmm. You might. Anybody. Anybody. Somebody. Instagram work. Come on now, you're killing me. I I believe in you, and I, mean, I kind of believe in Instagram. Kind of. I keep hitting accept on all these invites, and no one is joining. Oh man, look at that blue checkmark guy. Whoa, we got a verified person in the chat. Right. What the heck? Does anybody want to join? Oh, little bug is unable to join. Cool. Well, whatever my invitation was, it's expired. So we might just <laughs> might just have to go. Ooh, ah, uh, oh, hey. Let's see if I can do it this way. Oh, I was I was worried for a second that that one wasn't going to work. I mean, I, was, I keep I, I keep accepting you, and I keep inviting you, and maybe... I accept you as well. One of us. One of us. We accept See, one you. Of one of See, us. Gobble, Google, keep, gobble, Google. Did you keep accepting too? Because apparently Justin doesn't like us. Justin, why don't you like us? I mean, it's Just my fault. Somehow. somehow this is my fault. I'll, I'll take the blame. Oh, he is unable to join. Okay, cool. Well, do we want to try one more time for good luck? And let's see if maybe, like, having me be the last to join makes a difference? Sure. Justin, I, I, am, I see your request, man, and I, I'm accepting your request, but nothing's happening. Um, hmm. That's cool. Can I just, like, invite... Oh, I already invited you. Why, why did that happen? Well, what ha happened was, here, here, I'll drop out and then come back. Hold on. Yeah, let's see if we can. I don't know, man. This is weird. Oh, TJ, you're gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin, just in the chat, put your personal cell number, and I'll call you on my other phone, and then I'll just relay it. Instagram is absolutely drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're unable to join for some reason. That's cool. Can I, I, I don't know why, why this is happening. Let's see here. here. Uh, okay. Does this work? I tried a different method. I don't know. I don't know. I hate this. Stupid. Everything I do, I 
tried like four different things to get him to join. Oh, somebody's here. Oh, oh. what the? Oh. Oh. Flipping A. Look at this. This is special. Wizard why, Harry. Why did that take so long? I was hitting the same, I, I hit the same button every time. What's up, guys? It was me. I had to leave and come back. That was the magic that worked. All right, Justin. so I was I was trying to join on my computer, and that wasn't working. Ah, uh, it doesn't so work. I was trying to use the cell phone, and the cell phone wasn't working, so I had to close all my apps and reopen Instagram, so that might have done it. I blame Instagram. Yeah, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know if we can go live on laptops yet. Oh, well, there's that. All right. <laughs> Maybe that was the issue. I don't know. But, uh... Anyways, we'll get started now that we have everybody. Uh, this is an awesome episode of Sawdust Talk. Appreciate you all being here and apologize for the delay. I'm Kyle Burr. I'm one of your hosts tonight, and I'll pass it over to Braden. He's over there for me I'm, uh, tonight. I'm Braden with a little bug working, and uh, I just wing it, and a lot of the stuff happens to have wood involved with it. So I'll give it to TJ. Hi, I'm TJ. I have the messiest shop of everybody on this uh, chat. And oh, buddy. Um, normally, most of my time is spent making great big bowls like this, um, which are now oily and I don't want it sitting on my lap. But yeah, this is a family show. This is a family show tonight, and I'm not hosting, so I get to have a, a sense of humor tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm based out of St. Louis. I'm TJT Workshop, and I am stoked to be here tonight. I'm also going to go put this greasy bowl down. TJ, it's been a while since we've been on the same show together, so I'm excited to have you on in. Uh, and without further ado, Justin, thank you for being here. Um, toss it over to you, man. Uh, introduce yourself to the 13 people that are watching. Yes, that's 13 more friends I have. Uh, awesome. All right, I'm Justin. I live in, uh, I'm out of, where am I at? I'm in South Carolina. So it's really late for me right now. It's 1110. I'm tired. But um, so, so between my battles with, uh, I'd say, uh, being a squirrel and seeing everything shiny, I try to do woodworking and cabinetry um, between all that. So, yeah, what else? I don't have any greasy bowls. Sorry, TJ. Uh, I did. I did finish a charcuterie board earlier today, so I still got all that crap on me. So that's fun. Well, but yeah, we, appreci we appreciate you staying up late for us and uh, hanging out, man. Absolutely, nothing the best for you people. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. That, that's way too kind. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so me, me, and Braden went to. Uh, uh, well, we tried to go to a Waffle House a while back, and that didn't work out well. So, I think that worked out better than it possibly could have had we even gotten. To I agree. House. I agree. That's one of my favorite stories from WorkbenchCon is that first night trying to get to Waffle House. Yeah, it was, was, quite an was was there a, a fist fight in your Waffle House that evening? No, but there was one that was uh, could have happened on the way back. And uh, that'll be something for off the air. Oh, man. That is awesome. I want to be roped into this conversation. I love a good Waffle House squabble. I mean, uh, I, now, go ahead. Oh, we, 
we had uh, we had uh, Braden and uh, Dan Dunlap's uh, charm charming uh personalities to uh get us into the door of uh where, where'd we go what was that uh steak and shake yes the steak and shake they were quite lovely people and they were happy to help us it was awesome were, were you wishing that you had anti-slip shoes in the steak and shake no they had mopped everything up everything yeah, was great oh well that's that, was that means better. you were at a good steak and shake yeah well you know apparently we were there after hours. They weren't supposed to let us in. Yeah, we. But uh, you know, and then I loved it even more because Dan paid for my burger, so I'm really happy about that. Free burgers taste better than paid burgers Fair. any day of the week. Very much so. Very much so. We the definitely bribed our way into that restaurant. <laughs> they had to unlock the doors to let us in. So that's kind of amazing. Uh, the real question is, did you guys get shakes? Oh yeah. Uh, we, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we we I mean, basically he, walked up and told them make whatever you want for all of us, and there was like eight of us, and we we're just like make whatever you want and whatever shakes you want. We don't care. Thank you for being open. Very much so. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the first thing was it was like two o'clock in the morning, and Waffle House was closed for some reason. And was there a hurricane? Now renovations. Renov uh, and they said they were going to open up at 2 o'clock, but they d didn't specify a.m. or p.m. Obviously, it wasn't a.m. because we were there and nobody else was. So we walked up to Steak and Shake, and we so we walked up there from the hotel. So we didn't have a vehicle, and the drive-thru was the only thing open. And apparently, we can't order without a vehicle. And so somehow we taught ourselves into getting inside. So... I don't know. It was all, uh, and then we came back to the hotel and talked for another two hours after that, it feels like. But, you oh, know, my God. That's where Warbridge Con is. So that was uh, all new experiences for me. So it was fun that's times cool. all around. <laughs> yeah. Just that he I was watching you guys get turned away at Waffle House. <laughs> we're pretty sure that they just saw an opportunity for some uh, some harmless entertainment because we were, we were all a little uh, lubricated. <laughs> well, I've some more awesome. than others that's awesome uh why well, I, I appreciate the sidetrack in uh workbench <laughs> con talk uh we'll definitely have to get into that more here at, at some point and uh if anybody else has questions feel free to throw them down in the question box and uh we'll get to those here in a little bit but justin yeah. tell me about a little, a little bit about how you got into woodworking <laughs> what you started with and kind of um, how long you've been doing it, where you've kind of taken it. Tell me a little bit about your journey here. All right. Well, when I, uh, I grew up poor and my parents had told me I had to make my own shoes. So I started, no, I just played. Um, <laughs> what? actually Your I did. Shoes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're still tiny. I didn't finish them, but that's the par par for a woodworker. You don't finish stuff, but it's all right. <clears throat> um, Woodworking. So I always liked working with my hands. I was very good at it. I grew up in uh, construction. Uh, my dad's a contractor, so I worked for him for 15 plus years. Uh, I worked for an engineering firm for a little bit. I finally got tired of being inside at a desk, and it wasn't working out for either one of us. So 
we decided to part ways and I started my own, my own deal. So I still help my dad doing bigger stuff and I focus more on the finer details of uh, cabinetry and all sorts of things. That's awesome. So that's, that's, that's the gist of me, <laughs> at least work-wise. So. Sounds good. So are, are so, you uh, a full-time or part-time? Yes, I am full-time, full-time. Just, just a, as I struggled through that intro uh, that I sent you, uh, one-man shop. That's awesome. I, I will have to say, if you look on my phone, there's like 15 other tries of doing that intro. So you're welcome. And we, we've we got the best there. one, obviously. Just say, did we get the best one or the worst one? You, you got the one where I finished. <laughs> so there you go. I get it. it. Hey, that's like everything in the shop, right? Half finished. Eh, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be it. It's finished. Right. That's what she said. All right. So when you're making cabinets, right, is the majority of your work done on site in the company? customer's home or do you guys manufacture on location and then install later so most of what i try to do is here at the shop so i have a shop on uh, my property and right now i'm working out of about a 25 by 30 space and i'm if i'm being honest i only use about half of it because the other half is full of crap uh, so you gotta I'm, park your I'm bass per- boat somewhere, right? I don't fish. <laughs> I wish I did fish though, but uh, it, it's just full of full of stuff that I've I've been procrastinating on, and I'm in a constant state of uh, trying to get the shop done. So who knows? I might start a YouTube channel. I feel very uh, enthusiastic after going to work at BenchCon, so we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good, cool, man. So I get like three followers, so there's one, two, three right there. <laughs> totally really counts, man. They're all here. Uh, so, Brady, man, over to you. I'm I'm gonna stick with what I know, uh, WorkbenchCon. So this was your first this was your first time going, right? It was, yes. How did how did you find out about it? How did you get dragged into that nonsense and uh how did you drag your way through uh that entire experience? Well, I convinced my wife that it was something I should do for my business. So that's how I got to go. And she was very obliging. Um, as far as hearing about it, so I am recently new into the whole Instagram maker community. Uh, I've been on Instagram for many years, but I've never really posted anything. I never searched out, you know, other makers or other people that do what I do until I don't I, I think I just went down a, a YouTube rabbit hole and they started talking about it and somehow somehow I'm here now. So I, I don't know if that was the red pill or blue pill, but I took one of them. So I'm down I'm down in the rabbit hole. Um and I'm sure some kind of either Instagram show, maybe y'all's I'm not sure but I, I heard about WorkbenchCon, so I was like, well, let me look into this. And uh, I was like, well, let's, let's, let's go check it out. So, uh, actually, matter of fact, I think it was <clears throat> either Dan 
there was another Woodshop podcast, I think is where I heard it first. <clears throat> Dan or Mike or uh, Pete, they were talking about it. That's a good one. Did, uh, so I was like, sure. Did you use code sure. AWP to save $50 off your ticket to WordPress.com? I did not, actually, because I got it way before that was available. So I was in the still the early bird special where I saved uh, like a whole hundred dollars off. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like it was uh, it was up to like three weeks before before. So I got the ticket. I went ahead and rented a room, and uh, at the hotel, and I was like, "Well, I, hopefully I'll be able to find somebody." And it was like a month before before I could. I could find uh, uh, my buddy Ryan over at another piece of wood. So he, we roomed together and saved some money, and the rest is history, I guess. That's awesome. Uh, That's so let's let's talk a little bit about Workbench WorkbenchCon, and, and uh, you know what were your favorite parts of it? What, like, do you recommend people go into it? What, what's your experience there? So for me, I really didn't know what to expect or. I didn't have any goals as far as this is the things that I plan on getting out of WorkbenchCon. One, I was brand new to it and brand new to the whole IG community stuff. Um, so I was really kind of keeping an open mind about the things. I personally have not looked a whole lot into being a content creator or influencer because as running my full-time business, I got that. I got my wife, my two kids. I mean, all that takes up a lot more majority majority of my time versus having to post every day and keep like some kind of schedule on something that's not paying me. Um, so I've I kind of not given it a whole lot of effort. I am trying to do a little more now, and I've learned a little bit when I was at WorkbenchCon. I still kind of see WorkbenchCon as a place I can see my friends. So now I have friends now, so that's fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I already have my ticket for next year, so I'll be there next year. That's awesome. Brayden, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off either. I don't know if you had a, a follow-up there. Oh, no, I was just going to tell him that he lucked out because uh, Ryan and I had been talking about splitting our room and then literally, like, timing-wise, everything worked out, so, but. That's awesome. Oh, man, you mean I could have shared a room with Dan? I'm going to be honest. If that had happened, you and Ryan would have uh, come out behind. Uh, Dan and I have contests on who can snore louder, and neither one of us. Technically, we die several times every single night, so. I agree with that i can i resemble that remark as well i don't i don't know ryan never told me that he had any problems he always went to bed early i didn't stroll into like 3 a.m because we were always down downstairs at the bar so i'm too busy flapping my jaw and uh he's upstairs sleeping so i'm like i just sneak in and crawl into bed it was fun though yeah So did you attend any seminars, lectures, or presentations while you were partying at WorkbenchCon? <laughs> yes. And I wouldn't call it partying. I was networking. Ah, you were networking, right. 
I was networking. Uh, you were just really thirsty the whole weekend. I, I am usually pretty thirsty. Um, but yeah, I I attended everyone I could get a hold of. I was a little uh, not not mad or anything, but it's like, man, you can't do you can't do every single one. And that was a little bit of irritating considering what you paid for. It's like uh, at least I, I personally I feel like I should have some kind of access to every class, whether it be later online or, you know, I don't I don't know how they would do that, but but yeah, let's see. Do you want me to like list them out if I can remember that? Or that the most memorable ones? How about that? The most memorable ones. Let's see. I did like uh, John C. Uh, oh man, I can't pronounce the name. Lincoln Street, uh, Lincoln Street, and Cam. Uh, there, theirs was pretty good. Um, I, I went and saw Brad uh, Rodriguez's uh, presentation. That was good. Let's see, Keith and Jason. Uh, you know, even though I have uh, Android, and apparently having an android i can't do anything with it um but according to all those iphone users um i haven't drinking that kool-aid yet iphone pissed me off so i'm never going back to them <laughs> that's my grudge i choose to hold it's okay you're in good but, company uh, with me bud i'm not doing an iphone yeah so you know they're uh jason uh and um keith their their uh, oh man I'm going drawing a blank. Their class was about you can do everything with your phone, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I really matter of fact I really enjoyed uh, uh, Joe. What's uh, oh man he had a giant beard. Uh, Joe makes or something. Anyway, he does uh, uh, videography. Hmm. Uh, so he had a very informative. Uh, class on and it was it was really good yeah I see uh, Matt Volter in here we actually uh, um, did uh, one of uh, his uh, podcast there that weekend so that was really fun so I saw you you bounced around like every time I turned around you were talking to somebody else i mean you were a social butterfly uh was there anybody that stood out that you met or anybody that you were like really excited to meet when you when you got there i mean other than you obviously other than me <laughs> like who who was your second favorite person you met all right well i guess the uh the biggest three for me were were mike dan and pete you know because that I found another Woodshop podcast first before I started going into this whole community. Uh, so I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, these 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 guys are awesome. And then I meet them. So, uh. Let down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. They're, they're, total disappointment. They're all good. They're all good. Uh, and then I met the uh, guys from, uh, was it, uh, uh shop nate not shop nation who's uh josh and nick and uh nap what's the, what's theirs called i don't remember i just listened to it 
Anyway. Don't worry about it. Another, sure. another Woodshop podcast. Another, another, other, other, another Woodshop podcast. A different actually, sound of podcasts in a Woodshop. Sawdust Nation. That's it. That, oh, that might it. be it. That might be it. Really that's it. <laughs> Thanks, that Joey. The actual. Hey, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. Um, let's see. What else? Um, I got to meet uh, Sedge, so that that felt really good because he's a co- pretty cool guy, and me trying to run a cabinet shop, and he's already done that, you know, back in the day. Um, so that that was cool. All right, and so let's talk about you talked a little bit about your like kind of starting to do a little bit more content creation and kind of um, you know that aspect of your business right what kind of tips did you take away from uh workbench con or have you kind of learned over the past a little bit that have you that you found helpful in kind of um or that has worked for you i guess so i still haven't put it totally into practice but for me i tend to get um i analyze too much thus paralyzing myself from doing anything at all. Um, so my mindset is just go ahead and just do something, start putting something out. You know, it's not going to be awesome. It's not going to bomb. So just start doing something. So that's kind of my main, main thing that I got out of that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, definitely feel like, you know, the more you post, the better you get, right? So... I mean, even if, if it's a bad one, you're like, okay, I know that was bad. I know it wasn't going to perform as well, right? And then uh, just kind of do it a little bit better next time. So, um, well, yeah. I don't have a blue check mark right now, so I don't even know if it's anything's going to see anybody. <laughs> it's not you like you get negative views, so. Right. I mean, at least somebody's watching it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. TJ? So is the, the cutting board side hustle something that you are finding clients and putting boards into people's hands, or is this just something that's bringing you joy? Um, no and no. Oh, so you dislike um, making cutting boards. So, and. I mean, I don't, I, I don't mind doing it. I just don't I, – I haven't really – uh, pursued that avenue as far as going out and looking for clients specifically for that. So whenever I do get one, I it's like a one-off, right? So it's it's not like I'm batching these things out yet. You know, I'm not Jenny or Davis. So, um, and so, I'm not making thousands of cutting boards or or charcuterie boards. Uh, it's it's fun. I like doing it. Um, but I I probably should get a, a few more a few more agents or because I've done it for several uh, real estate agents mostly that's so you know customize the front and throw their name on the back and get a few bucks for it. Absolutely, that's a good way to go about it. Getting those real estate agents market's hot right now apparently, or at least it is around here. I feel like houses are flying off the market. So 
Well, the, there's still such a small inventory of homes. Uh, over the last, I'd say, at least 10-plus years, we have, as contractors, underbuilt in most areas of the nation. So it's still, you know, there's still a lot more people wanting houses than what's for sale. For sure. Brendan, I think it's over to you, man. Well, I want to really get like deep into the like the economics of the housing crisis here. Like, let's really dive into that. Uh, no, so you do, you <laughs> do my, mostly. Uh, hold on, where's my whiteboard at? Uh, let's get into and from there we'll go with like trickle down economics. Um, <laughs> no, so you do you do a lot of cabinets, correct? Uh, yeah, so, so I do uh, cabinets, built-ins, closets, that sort of thing. I'm, I, I would love to do more furniture stuff, but that's just hasn't something something that hasn't uh, been asked by my clients yet. So, so as somebody that basically makes every cabinet different every single time, because I don't do a lot of them, what is the best way? to build a cabinet box? Like what, is it rabbits? Is it dados? Is it glue and, and nails? What is it? I need the secret. Man. So <laughs> we all, the secret, <laughs> the, the secret is dominoes. I was just playing. Uh, they, I actually use a few dominoes every once in a while to line everything up. But, um, lately I've been, been, uh, Using just glues and screw and pocket holes and uh, trying to, I'm trying to streamline it because I I have in the past up until like I said recently used a lot of rabbits and that sort of thing and I don't like setting up the dado blade because it takes a long time so I just run uh, you know a router bit and uh, uh, the tracks the track saw track rail thing. So I and I try not to mess up too much, but you know that's what cock's for, right? Close enough for cock, right? That's what she said. Said she. But, uh, we're uh, so mature. We're so mature. <laughs> you I appreciate all of you so much. <laughs> what what what's the saying? Uh, cock makes what a carpenter ain't. That's right. Mm-hmm. Talk and paint. Mm -hmm. Talk and paint makes what a carpenter ain't. Mm -hmm. I'm from the south, so that's that's the actual vernacular right there. All right. So so besides cabinets, like, I, and I, I want to know a little bit more about how you go about making these cabinets. But uh, what are your favorite things to make outside of all of that? Like, if you had one thing that you like wanted to make. Um, for fun or enjoyment, what, what kind of projects are you working on? It's also whatever my wife wants. <laughs> my wife has a long list, and it is a cliche for a reason that the carpenter's house is not done, just like the cobbler's kids don't have shoes. We are the house is always the last thing to get anything done. So I have no shortage of things to do if I run out of client work. Nice. That's awesome. Um, but uh, I currently right now, if, if, if I didn't 
if I had all my work um, kind of caught up, I think I'd be working act- on the actual shop, getting everything organized and situated with that. Uh, one of the biggest things, personally, that I need to do better than I am now would be to be working on my business instead of in my business. Um, because basically, with a one-man show, I'm just I just own a job, which is fine. It's better than you know, working for somebody else, I guess, you know, I'm a little more flexible. Sometimes my boss is a hole, but it's okay. It's, you know, but nice. it's fun. You know, I'm, I'm able, I'm able to take my kid, my uh, oldest son to school. And then when I get back, you know, for me, you know, I, I do my uh, quiet times, read the Bible sort of stuff. And then I get to jump in the shop and do some work. So, it's really cool. It's like a really pleasant pace, to be completely honest. Like, you know, if you're getting it done and and you're growing things the way that you feel you're okay with, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I'm, you know, for me, I'm able to do this because over the last, I'd say about a couple of years ago, me and wife, me and my wife, we decided to go ahead and uh, I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey is, but we followed his stuff to get out of debt. Uh, unfortunately, with my wife's medical stuff last two years, we have a little bit of those of that stuff happening, but you know we'll take care of that soon enough. But uh, because of the fact that we didn't have any other debt, uh, you know we didn't have to live on much, so I was able to uh, start this up with uh with no debt and just as uh he would say growing at the speed of cash Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm doing that's that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah no dave dave ramsey and his envelopes is a is a thing man that's uh that's the game absolutely hey hey if uh i figured i would take some financial advice from somebody that's worth several hundred million dollars so not a bad way to start so okay so let's let's play a pretend game okay yes your shop is completed it is filled with any tool that you could ever want as if you could just rub a magic lamp and it would magically appear okay what is the first project that you do in your now essentially flawless and perfectly stocked shop Hmm. The first project. Now, is this a client project? It, or... it can be whatever you want, man. That's the best part is that it's it's a fantasy make believe game. I know. I I feel like I'm kind of simple because I like boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it actually, you know, it'd probably be my new kitchen. Great. You know, awesome. we uh, I. Me and my family, we live in my grandparents' house. Uh, you know, so I have a lot of remodeling to do here. So that would be the first thing, excuse me, is uh, just to, to redo the kitchen. That's awesome. And I would do, and I would do that on my, my new 5x10 Phantom. There you go. There's that. <laughs> So that's a, a dream tool of yours, it sounds like, or do you have yes, actually have I, a fan? I, 
Yeah. Well, no, I don't have the phantom <laughs> yet. No. Remember cash. I deal with cash. So just check it. That's um, a lot of uh, full envelopes, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, a few extra coffee cans as well. But um, yeah, that, that's one of the one of the big tool things for me would be a, a giant CNC, so I can uh, run cabinets and stuff, and um, you know, flatten slabs and that sort of thing. That'd be sick. So yeah, it, any anything for my house, furniture wise, cabinet wise, that's what I would probably do my first job. That's awesome. I'm. I'm deeply disappointed that your answer wasn't a walnut and maple with a uh, purple heart inlay uh, face screen cutting board. Just something real big. Uh, I, 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 figured, I figured I'd leave the extra to you, sir. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, you know, on purple. <laughs> uh, to go off of TJ's question, you know, I, I want to know not what your dream tool is, but like, what is that next tool look like for you and your shop? Actually, oh man, or what are you kind of eyeing up uh, this year, next year, or hoping to get here soon? All right, so fortunately, I I probably threw a little extra into the tax uh, the tax account, so I didn't have to. I still got some left over from when I had to pay. Uh, this last season, so I'll probably be getting uh, like the Makita 12-inch uh, slider um, because I have the Dewalt, but I, I really want that slider on the front so I won't take up so much space exactly because I, I want uh, to put a, a whole miter station against one wall of the shop, so that'll save me a good foot or so at least from my DeWalt. Uh, so practically speaking, that would be the first tool that I get. Uh, and then the next thing is going to be either some kind of higher end finishing thing, like, like a, a turbine or something, or I really am looking at the higher end, um, like a sander and extraction, uh, dust extraction thing. Because, man, I'm just in there soaking all that fine dust up. It gets caught right here, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why you keep that cookie duster on your top lip there, right? That that filters out right. the large. There you go. Just like that. <laughs> that's you fantastic. Can dig it, man. Uh, no, I, so, I, mean, I couldn't get behind that, that front slider. Like, oh, my God, I had the DeWalt, too, for a long time. And it took up so much room. It's It's... It's nice. It's a good song, but like, it's a terrible design. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle, your HPT has front sliders, right? Yeah, I really like it. It's nice, uh, and it takes up so much less room. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, I, I'll still keep the Dewalt, and I can use that on the job on the job site. You know what I mean? I can take that, throw it in the trailer, and go from there. Um, I mean, I I, I like the uh, Festool one. But at the Makita at half the price, that, I mean, with so many other things I could use my money on right now, I'll just I'll have to go with that. Yeah. You know, kids in their mouths and having to put food in them all the time. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, yeah, I've, I've got at least. 
Uh, well, that's what they tell you until you fix them something, something green, and then they're like, "I don't, I can't eat this." <laughs> I don't want to talk you. about this. My kid went on a hunger strike tonight. I don't, I don't want to hear any of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that they'll, they, they're not going to die, so uh, you'll be fine. How old are you, kids? Your uh, kid? Uh, my daughter's four and a half. Okay. Gotcha. I got a yeah. 12 and 8-year-old. Does it get easier at any point? Absolutely not. God, I need somebody to lie to me about this stuff. I, I, I will tell you what. I'll tell you what. My 12-year-old, it has gotten easier for us, I think. So last summer when they are out of school is the first time we tried to leave them at home. And they... We're still alive when we got back. <laughs> so that's a win. Yes. That, that's a win. And that means me and my wife can go on a date night and not worry about them. Plus, with, so I live kind of like on a compound kind of deal, like a family, family land. So like my folks are right next door to me. So their grandparents are right down the hill. So it's not like they're all by themselves. You know what I mean? Right. In case there's any any DSS people out there, we take care of them very well. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you're not wearing an orange jumpsuit. This is a perfectly fine conversation. Absolutely. Okay. Coming to you live from the pokey, we're all going to learn how to make a shiv with a toothbrush, a 25-cent pack of gum, and a rubber band. Man, you got some money in there, don't you? Yeah. Poor Kyle, I'm so sorry, buddy. I told you I I try I try not to bring the the uh, your reputation down too much, but I I made no guarantees. It's fine. It's all good. It's this been is, fun. This, uh, this is the risk that he takes starting a podcast that's live every single time. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is, right? You get you get what you get, and uh, that's what makes it fun, right? Every week you always get something special. And uh, yeah, that that I I love you guys. <laughs> and also, I mean, it, it it's really just it's an awesome way to kind of learn more about people and just get them out there in the public. So it's fun. Um, uh, yeah. So you we t you talked a little bit about Makita Dewalt. What what are your kind of go to tools in the shop? Um, what, what kind of brands do you kind of lean on and like trust? I guess. Um, let's see. I've always used DeWalt because growing up in construction, that's what I've had. Um, I, I don't really think myself as a brand loyalist. You, you got something in there, TJ? Some dust yeah, I got, I got several somethings in there. We, we got some little buggy bugs, so. Oh, well, you know, it's just protein. You good. You good, man. Well, trust me. I mean, like, normally my standards are pretty low. If it was like <laughs> one or two, I'd drink around them, but there's like six or seven. And... <laughs> So that's just one gulp. You're fine. Yeah, but like the the cutoff was two, oh, and he, I already yeah. had to jump off camera to squish a spider tonight. So like we're we're having a buggy kind of afternoon right now. Come on, TJ. It's, it's what the it's what the viewers want. You got to give them what, what the viewers want. want. Yeah. Yes, all eleven of them. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll drink around them. I'm not drinking them. I appreciate you no. so much, TJ. Oh. <laughs> Freaking lathe, guys. Uh, Dude, 
Like, I, okay, so like I don't remember exactly where I was, but I might have been given a presentation to the Woodworkers Guild in St. Louis. But I kind of realized that like wood turning is like like the luge of woodworking, right? Like it's it's really cool, but like you want know, to talk about like being a very specific place to be like pretty good at something. It's like yeah, they're Olympic athletes, right? They compete at the worldwide level, but it's like the luge. <laughs> I don't know. Every, but, time you uh, talk about, every time you talk about turning, I just go back to that scene from Zoolander when they meet the hand model guy. Like, us hand models, we're a different breed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you and your plebeian square pieces of wood and your engineer's squares and your architect's squares. <laughs> so I, I know Braden has a full-time job, but uh, Kyle and TJ, y'all have a day a, a day job i got two okay yeah so by day hey, i'm a financial advisor or a stockbroker um okay. but but ethically quite pure as far as that position goes and then by night i own a brewery here in st louis with a couple of other guys called blue wood brewing oh sweet yeah i thought for sure you were gonna say i'm batman <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it's that was the only all a front for my middle of the night vigilante in costume. I'm not Batman though. I'm Botman. Um, slightly <laughs> different hat, but like the idea stands. Pretty close. Yeah, I get it. Uh, in me, yeah, I, I have a full time job. I actually help run a machine shop that my family owns. So we've got nice. CNCs, lathes, and all that fun stuff, but. It's more metalworking and not uh, woodworking, which is strangely familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, he gets to get excited about lathes, which makes it a perfectly fine job. I don't get excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this in the lathe. <laughs> yeah, but you also get to use the word bar feeder, I think. Do you guys have bar feeders? Which, if you say it, really really fast it sounds like somebody who's eating something gross and that always makes me giggle because i can't not, not talk about bar feeders no we don't have those uh but that's uh that's this something. is so off track <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys that's we're talking about working in a workshop <laughs> we, we all have to uh have other things that we do right full-time um, or at least make money one way or another, right? I have a point There's... of order also. Okay, point of order. I cannot see any of the icons underneath the comment bar again this week. <laughs> so if there are questions that we need to tackle, we are in the last 10 minutes of the show. And uh, as such, I, I will unfortunately not be able to participate in the reading and or asking of the questions. We do have a couple questions. I I've got cool. the I don't see him either. So, I've got the questions, and then I'm 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 holding a question in reserve. I want to come back to, but all right. Uh, Veterans Own Woodworks has asked, "When's the last time you shaved your glorious beard?" Uh, glorious was inserted by me. I feel like it was implied. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, so I don't think I've shaved for since I was like 23. Uh, so I, I just, so that was like two like, years like, ago, full, like fully shaved. Um, like so, totally this, shaved. Yeah, 
<laughs> I am. I have never totally shaved. Um, I do. I, I I do a lot of scaping, but thanks. Th thanks, there, Braden. Um, <laughs> oh, you guys are unreal. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I've had this beard on for probably. Let's see. My little girl is eight, and I had it. I started it right about there. So about eight nine years. I've had this growing. I uh, I was. It took me a while to uh, to hit that puberty. I think so. It was like in my early twenties that I started looking like Braden, finally getting something there. So once it got on, once I started growing it, I never stopped. I was like, I'm you know, still hoping my to wife. reach that mark. <laughs> hey, you'll get there, man. It's only a matter of time. You good? I just. I think I shaved last week for the show, and this is this is it. Like, I'm pretty stoked for puberty as well. Like, maybe size ten shoes. Look out, kids! Watch right? out! I'm gonna be five. I like knowing five foot nine. Yeah, hit my growth spurt finally. I like knowing that he okay. He's got some beard that's never seen. Like, has seen the world pre-pandemic. He's got like pre-pandemic beard and like post-pandemic beard. Yeah, right about there. Like rings on a tree. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's like you, you gotta see. Yeah, look. Turn it back. All right. So, so we got one more question here from Lincoln Woodworks, uh, and I think it's a really interesting question, right? Do you have uh, different styles of cabinets, or do you stick with kind of a, a particular design? And kind of what what what's your kind of go to? So here. Uh, in the south, they don't know what frameless cabinets look like. So we are, most of everything that I do is uh, is face frame. Okay. So I mean, as far as style, uh, doing a lot of shaker style right now. Um, I mean, I do whatever the client wants, and a lot of times I I do build-ins and things like that. So it kind of matches what's already in the house so whatever that is that's what we do awesome. gotcha and do you, do you guys use a, a shaper for putting together your doors and and hitting your aesthetics or is it really beefy routers or what's the deal i have a really time consuming router that is the bane of my existence right now uh, I'm, I just made some doors and it took me forever to set that up right so yes we talked about earlier what tool what I'd like to have that would be like two shapers so I can get them set up just right for doors and run through them but yeah right now I, I got some uh, I got some kind of a Kita router I think you know you know those uh, little Bosch tables at Lowe's I have like two of those so nice. I want to I want to get some of the router lifts and make a uh, uh, thing built into the wall cabinets that I'm building. So hopefully that will happen sometime soon. I don't know. We'll see. I'll get distracted and start something else. So it'll be all right. He's going to have a Harley at the end of the week and we're never going to see him again. You know, woodworking, uh, I, woodworking. This man's hitting the road. That, that requires me to have balance. I'm, I think I'm a little too hefty for that, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. All right. So as uh, 
TJ said, we're kind of wrapping up the show here. Uh, we only got a couple minutes left, so we'll go around here real quick and uh, ask kind of these final questions. Uh, Braden, I think you had a, a really a, a good one, I think, that you're holding on to. So, so let's hear it. Yeah, so we talked about a lot of tools and, like, physically things, like stuff in your shop, but you said that you spend a lot of time in your shop and not working on, like, or in your business, not working like on your business. So I'm going to make you work on your business for a second. Where do you see okay. your business going in the next year, five years? Like what, what's your path that you see? Let's see. So I would, I would say my path is to get my name further um more out with uh actual homeowners and possibly a couple of the high-end builders um so i can start working with them some i don't necessarily see myself having a bunch of employees one my product everything's on my property so i don't know if i want that liability and two that's that is more responsibility that's in the whole other family that i got to take care of you know for each employee and I haven't had the best of luck whenever I use employees. And that's that's my fault because I need to vet them better. But a lot of times I get, uh, you know, family, friends and stuff that help. And a lot of times they're like freshly out of high school or they're towards the end of high school. So they're not really caring about what I want them to do. So... That's been a little discouragement for me as far as trying to find actual good employees. So I'm sure I'll be able to find some if I work or look a little harder. But right now it feels like all I'm doing is putting out fires that I create sometimes, but it's all right. That's fair. All right. So kind of on that uh, business note, I've got a question for you. And TJ, I know you've always closed with a good one, so I'll leave you to last here. Um, but what what has been your biggest challenge having kind of your your own business, working for yourself, and uh, getting, you know, your products out the door? So for me, my biggest challenge is time management. Um, I, I am very detail-oriented, almost to a fault. Uh, I... Sometimes I um, race to perfectionism, and and I need to learn how to not necessarily deliver a lower quality product, but to understand where my limits are and go ahead and stop there so I can move on. So time management, and uh, like I said earlier, sometimes I feel like a squirrel and I see something shiny. Um, so that happens a lot. Uh, especially around my property because there's so much stuff that I could do. So it's like, let me start this. Oh, what's that? Let me start that. So I've got like, like 10 things going on. I totally understand that. And uh, it, it's definitely one of those things that uh, can be, be a big challenge. So, uh, TJ. All right. Final question here. is less less of a question and more of a request. Um, normally when we wrap the show up, and I'm sure you've seen us at least once before, probably while I'm hosting, um, I like to ask our guest to give us some words of motivation, give us something to get us stoked, you and everyone in the audience this evening to 
go kick open the door to our workshops, go grab or hold a tool, go plan or plot something, lay it on us. All right, so one of my favorite quotes by Henry Ford is, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So what that means is that do not let somebody define what you can do. It's up to you. You have the power, and you have the responsibility to do it. Nowadays, in this culture that we have, everybody, nobody wants to take responsibility. Everybody wants to blame somebody else. It's your job to go out, kill something, bring it back to the cave. And everyone is fully capable of doing that. So go do it. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, that's uh, a great way to end it, Justin. Uh, it, it's been really fun having you on, man. Braden, TJ, appreciate you guys for helping me host. And uh, appreciate you saw this, TJ. That's a good time. Hey, man, I'll <laughs> sprinkle you out every time I'm on. <laughs> uh, Justin, thank you again, man. It, it's really been a pleasure. So. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you letting me come on, even though – I uh, probably uh, coaxed Ed into letting me do that while we were at Worshipman Con. So there's that. <laughs> it works for me, well, man. It was a hoot and a toot. Take care. We had, take care, we had a fun time. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. And uh... <laughs> with that, we're out. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>